You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happy Friday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy joins me to preview and analyze Sunday's slate of games. The Texans are coming off their bye week looking to win their seventh straight game after starting the season 0-3. As they prepare for the Redskins, the Texans understand the importance of stopping Adrian Peterson before he can establish a rhythm. Texan safety Tyron Matthew was teammates with Peterson in Arizona and talked about the challenge he presents to opposing defenses. Just his name alone speaks for itself. Obviously, uh, I think what he's been able to do this season, really going into Washington and you know trying to get those guys an identity as far as running the football, you know, with their running back going down early in the year. So he's doing a great job for those guys. Uh, we'll have a big challenge. The Titans will travel to Indianapolis to take on a Colts team that won its last three games but are still confident in their ability to take care of business. Titans running back Deion Lewis says they have not gotten complacent as a unit and will strive to get better as the season progresses. Yeah, I mean, everybody's just buying in and, and hitting the little details that the coaches want us, want us to do and, and getting better every week and, and nobody's getting complacent. Everybody just keep working and try to get better. The Bears will look to extend their division lead when they host the Vikings on Sunday night. Bears linebacker Danny Trevathan says they are a quick strike offense and looks forward to the challenge of limiting their success. Their offense has been playing good, you know, getting the ball downfield, you know, creating them explosive plays, two main receivers, big offense, so we know we're going to have our hands back. We're just ready to go ahead and come away with this dub. I will discuss all that and more coming up in the latest episode of the Chase Podcast.
Good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, November 16th here on the Chase Podcast. Isaac Signs and on the line joining me for another episode is NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy. So again, Jarrell, thanks for taking the time to join me on another Friday edition. How you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good, bro. Uh, just hanging out, uh, enjoying my Friday afternoon, um, and just uh, about to do a podcast and uh, before uh, we go uh, hang out as a family. That sounds good, man. Well, before we get cracking into Sunday's games, I wanted to ask you, I don't, I'm not sure if you saw Thursday night's game between the Packers and the Seahawks, but Seattle pulled it out with a 27-24 victory, tightly contested ball game throughout. And long story short, the Packers, they dropped to 4-5-1 and one on what's been a very underwhelming season for Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers, and company there. Now, I want to ask you, Jarrell, your take on Green Bay season. I know you were selected by them. You had some time with them. You know Mike McCarthy a little bit. What do you think's going on there in Green Bay? Man, um, well, guys just don't seem to be on the same page as far as uh, the decision-making uh, late in games. Um, <clears throat> you know, Aaron Rodgers is playing as, as well as anybody is in the league. Um, I mean, he's, he's definitely having an MVP campaign. And last night uh, definitely was a demonstration of, of the phenomenal quarterback that he is. Um, it just seems like uh, – in, in late game decisions, uh, you know, they're just coming up short on those ends. And, you know, I feel like the effort is there. I feel like the energy is there. Um, I feel like everybody is uh, willing to, to, uh, to, to win the ball game. But, uh, you know, when it just comes to, 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 to the, to the real small details um, late in the, uh, in the games, uh, they're just missing it. And on, on that point, this was a situation the Packers had, 420 left in the fourth quarter. They were facing a fourth and two on their own 33-yard line. They're down by three, one timeout left. And McCarthy decided to punt the ball away and take the ball out of Rodgers' hands. And they never saw the ball again as the Seahawks just wasted the remainder of the game clock running the ball effectively as they had done all night long. And so... Because of that decision, McCarthy has taken a lot of heat and scrutiny from the media, from the team's fan base about that decision. Considering you have number 12 on your team, do you coincide with McCarthy? Do you understand where he was getting at with punting the ball? Or do you think he should have left Aaron Rodgers on the field and trying to convert a short fourth and two? Um, you know, I think... <clears throat> Uh, when it comes to McCartney and his decision making, a lot of it, a lot of it just depends on statistics. Um, but you know, when it comes to to how the game is kind of flowing, um, there was nobody that was going to stop Aaron Rodgers from doing what he wanted to do last night. Um, it didn't matter what defense that Seattle played; um, he was able to come up, um, you know, with a big play. You know, Seattle kept punching him over and over again, getting sacks. Uh, my boyfriend Clark had a great game last night, and. Uh, and you know it, it worked out well, but it just you know when it came down to the to the nitty gritty, man, Aaron Rodgers was making some phenomenal plays. Um, you know when it came to extending extending the, the drive, so um, I definitely would would take the chance with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but you know uh, with, with McCartney, everything depends on statistics and how the the situation plays out uh, with the numbers. 
my take on this situation, Jarrell, and you know, we, we talk up Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, 34 years old. He threw for 332 yards, two touchdowns against Seattle. This guy's touchdown interception ratio is incredible on the year. However, I do feel like there's always a large amount of excuses for Aaron Rodgers as to, you know, oh, well, McCarthy messed him up by that play call or his team's letting him down. And I understand that. I think with reason, there's been many games this season where a lost fumble here, a penalty there, an ejection there has hurt the Packers' chances to win the game. But I think Aaron Rodgers has also made some mistakes. You know, he missed that quick third and two pass to Marquez Valdez-Scantling and put that one in the dirt. That could have moved the chains easily. So I almost feel like he's got to be held accountable a little bit as well just because his accuracy, in fact, I was looking up, is way down as, as well as his completion percentage. It's at its lowest since 2015. So... While, yes, he's putting out great numbers, he's still making those amazing throws down the field. I almost feel like Aaron Rodgers deserves some critique. And instead of giving him excuses all the time, I just feel like he should be held accountable right there with McCarthy. But that's the way I see it. And he's getting paid an immense amount of money to win these games. And missing throws like that, especially open receivers, I think he deserves a little bit of of the blame here with the Packers record. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, Aaron is, is, is Aaron, well, Aaron's not really like a system quarterback. So, you know, a lot of the, the stuff that, you know, we love to see Aaron do, uh, depends on, um, Aaron making a play down the field when it comes to ex- extending their play, uh, when it comes to making plays with his legs, uh, or just, uh, just the pureness and uh, of how how well how well he throws the football. Um, I just really think that you know he's trying to to kind of put the team on his back in a sense. Um, he doesn't really have the same veteran leadership as he had when they won uh, the Super Bowl back in the in the past. So he's kind of dealing with a lot of guys trying to grow up and and, and catch up to his level on the fly and. You know, when you're a superstar like that, man, you gotta you gotta take the ups along with the downs. Right on. Well, on that note, I'm gonna we're gonna go ahead and now get into some of these uh, Sunday game previews. Just wanted to discuss that really quick. But the first game I wanna provide some in-depth analysis here is a good one. The Houston Texans six and three at the Redskins six and three. The leaders of the NFC East, the Redskins, leaders of the AFC South, and the Texans. This one should be one of the better games on Sunday just because you understand both these teams are playing pretty well. The Texans, they're on a win streak and one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And the Redskins, they've had a very good defense all season, very consistent. Now HaHa Clinton Dix back there. What's your uh, take on this game and who do you think is going to come out on top? Man, this is a very tough one to call uh, just because both teams have been playing very well. Um, I personally would like to take the Texans on the road. Um, I think that they have a lot of uh, superstars on defense that will be able to make a lot of plays. Um, I think that they have the ability uh, and Deshaun Watson to extend plays a little bit better uh, than Alex Smith does um, and just be able to have that wow factor. And, um, you know, with the addition of Damaris Thomas uh, alongside 
uh, DeAndre Hopkins, it's, 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 it's going to be hard to double-team both of those guys. So, um, you know, I'd like to see, you know, DeAndre Hopkins' numbers go go up with the addition of uh, Demarius Thomas. So, it, I mean, I think the sky's the limit with this team. They, they've been on a, a, a five- or six-game win streak, and it's really working well for them. And if their defense continues to travel well, I think they'll be able to pull this one out. And it's worth noting also the Redskins, they're playing with a banged-up offensive line. I mean, Trent Williams, the all-pro left tackle, he's still out with that thumb injury. And then you also have uh, Brandon Scherf, who's done for the year, Sean Laval, their other guards. So they're playing with Ty Insecki, Tony Bergstrom, Jonathan Cooper, who they picked up off the street last week. And while it worked out okay going up against Tampa Bay last week because they were able to win – they got a whole nother challenge with J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, Whitney Merciless. So I am with you. I think the Texans are going to take this game. I expect it to be low scoring, though, because this Redskins defense does deserve their credit as well. That front seven, I mean, I always talk about it. They don't get a lot of love, kind of like Houston does with Watt and those guys. But Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Preston Smith, Ryan Kerrigan, those guys get after the quarterback. And so I expect them to, to get some pressure on Deshaun Watson. But Watson this season starting to show why he was so dangerous during his rookie season, completing passes down the field. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins will be going up against Josh Norman, which should be in a great one-on-one battle on the outside. But I look for Houston to take this game probably by a score of 20-13. to 13, Relatively low score, and I just feel like Deshaun Watson has the edge over Alex Smith, who has been a little inconsistent at times. And, and of course, playing with backup offensive lines certainly does play a factor in that. Uh, yeah, man, I would agree, man. I think um, my, I would give it a score of 17-13 um, in favor of Houston uh, with, the, with the big heavy snowfall that just happened out there in FedEx field and how that stuff kind of gets a little choppy out there. I definitely everybody's going to have to depend on the run game. Uh, play action pass in order to to be able to get some shots down the field, and um, and I and I definitely uh, look for Houston to pull this one out, man. I think AP is going to have a, uh, a a tough day against that Houston front. Right on. So we'll move on to the second matchup here, and this one is really initially I didn't expect to talk about this game because these two teams almost seemed like they were in the cellar in the AFC South. All of a sudden. The Tennessee Titans have won back-to-back games. They're 5-4, and four, and they'll be traveling to take on the Indianapolis Colts, who are 4-5 and five, and have won three straight games of their own. Andrew Luck is playing at a high level. That offensive line, Quentin Nelson, they're protecting him. They have not allowed a sack the last four games. Uh, as you look at Mike Rabel's unit, Tennessee, how they completely dominated Tom Brady and the New England Patriots last weekend. So two teams playing some really good football in November. What do you see in this matchup? Man, this also was a tough one to call. Uh, you know, uh, division opponents, uh, AFC South has definitely uh, definitely been a tough one to call uh, with, with Jacksonville and how they've been playing. Uh, so it's uh, it, it's good to see Andrew Luck, uh, you know, picking things up, you know, where he left off. So, um, I actually would like to see the Colts uh, continue a good win streak, man, and, uh, and, and continue to see Andrew Luck play good football. Um, so I, I definitely would, uh, 
would love to see the, the Colts win this weekend. Now, when you look at Andrew Luck and the way he's been able to do it, I feel like Eric Ebron has had a, an incredible season. This was a former top pick with Detroit initially. It looks like he's really gotten things going, rejuvenated his career in Indianapolis. And then Frank Reich, the head coach there, who came from Philadelphia, was the offensive coordinator. So you know he's got some good things brewing. But uh, I look at this matchup between T.Y. Hilton and Malcolm Butler, the former New England Patriot. And Butler has struggled this season, as he's even said himself, getting beat deep and I almost feel like Andrew Luck and that T.Y. Hilton connection down the field is very dangerous because Hilton, this guy is a speedster, big play type of receiver. And so I look for that matchup to be one of the the headliners of this one. As you just said, Jarrell, this is a tough game to pick because these are two very viable teams. But I'm going to have to go on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going to pick the Titans to win this game, but it's going to be a tight one. I have them winning by a score of 26-23, to 23, game-winning field goal by Ryan Suckup to get this win streak to three for a Titans team. And give credit to Marcus Mariota as well, man, because it looks like he's starting to progress a little bit more as a passer under Matt LaFleur, that offensive coordinator. Okay, okay. I like, I, I like the, the game-winning field goal. I'd like you to bring it with the game-winning field goal. Um, I mean, well, me personally, uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I think the, the Colts are going to win a, a score of 35 to 31. Um, I think that both offenses have been uh, uh, picking some things up uh, lately. Um, I think the Tennessee Titans uh, defense was uh, playing on the high last week, you know, when it comes to facing uh, uh, Tom Brady. So I don't think that they'll, they'll be able to, to, to repeat when it comes to uh, the good performance, but I do – I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and i like to see Indianapolis win in uh, 35-31. All right, well, we go to the third and final in-depth matchup here. This one's going to be in prime time. It was actually flexed. The Minnesota Vikings 5-3-1 at the Chicago Bears 6-3. This one is in the Windy City. I know you have a little bit more of a connection in this matchup because Kirk Cousins is your guy for Michigan State. Um, yes, sir. But uh, – I want to ask you your opinion on the Chicago Bears. They're 6-3. and three. They're atop the NFC North. There's people asking, well, are these guys Super Bowl contenders because of Khalil Mack and this defense and Mitchell Trubisky and his development? What are your thoughts on this Bears team, and do you think they can get it done against a very good Vikings team on Sunday night? Um, well, I definitely think they can, you know, uh, make it to the playoffs and, and uh, make some noise. Uh, I mean, if, especially if they if they get a home playoff game. I mean, this team is, is definitely playing on a high. Uh, they play very well at home. Uh, Matt Nagy and that, and, and that staff over there, they get those guys ready to play uh, when it comes to the offensive game plan. And, I mean, uh, Tariq Cohen, uh, I hope I said his name right, but that, I mean, that running back, I mean, he's, I mean, he's phenomenal. So, uh, just what they're able to do uh, offensively, um, as, uh, as long as, uh, as well as rush the passing, um, it definitely it definitely works well. Um, but Minnesota, they've been proven. Uh, I think that they'll continue to keep getting better as as the season goes on. Um, I definitely like Kirk Cousins to come in there and play well in uh, Chicago. Uh, I think that's why they got him. 
uh, strong arm, being able to to throw in that in a, in a windy situation. Um, and so uh, I definitely like Minnesota to win, um, but I think it would be uh, closer than what people think. I think it's going to be a score of 20 to 17. Um, and I, and I like him for a late field goal, uh, a late field goal to win. Yeah. And one thing about Minnesota is Kirk Cousins, they obviously gave him the big three year, $84 million contract, fully guaranteed. And there's been some critics talking about Kirk Cousins, how he's been inconsistent, but he's really excelled, you know, in Minnesota, he's got a 71.3 completion percentage, 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. And then, of course, now he's going to have Stephon Diggs, who's finally healthy from that ribs injury, and Adam Thielen. Yep. We know how the, the type of impact receiver he is for Minnesota. And also another thing for them is this rushing attack is trending in the right direction with Dalvin Cook finally being a full go after being hindered by a lingering hamstring injury. This is a tough one, man. I was kind of on the fence. I don't know who's going to win this game, but uh, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Vikings, but 27 to 17. I think they go in there in Chicago, hostile environment. Mitchell Trubisky, who's been really good this season, I just feel like it's only a matter of time before this Minnesota defense plays up to their potential, man, because you look at all the talent they have there and... Not a lot of people have talked about them this season because they have kind of been in the Bears' shadows, so to speak. But I look for them to regain that dominance in a very fun and entertaining matchup on Sunday. Okay. I like it, man. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a fun and uh, interesting matchup to see. Uh, both teams have been playing well. Uh, it's, it's a division opponent. Uh, it's in Chicago. I know it's probably snowing and cold. It's probably going to be uh, real wet, uh, <laughs> wet, rainy. Something's going to be going on in, in when, it, uh, when it comes down to the midway. Um, it's going to be pretty exciting, man. So um, I'm interested. I can't wait to see it, and, and I'm very interested to see who pulls it out. All right, now let's go ahead and run through the rest of these matchups here. We got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this one's interesting, man, because we still don't know who's going to be quarterbacking for the Ravens because Joe Flacco has been out with that hip injury. And then Robert Griffin was the only quarterback who practiced on Thursday. Lamar Jackson is back today. I just have to ask you, who would you want to see start for Baltimore if Flacco can't go? Would you want to see RG3 get a chance, or would you want to see the rookie take center stage? Um, I mean, me personally, I think I would I would give the reins to RG3. Uh, I, I would allow him to go out there first, uh, being a veteran, being proven. Um, being a guy that, that's won in this league already. Uh, but I also uh, would, would have Lamar Jackson ready. Uh, you know, with, with, with Joe Flacco not practicing, practicing on a Thursday, um, that's pretty significant. Uh, Thursdays are, 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 are third down installations. That, those, are the, those are the big days where, you, uh, where you're putting in plays uh, when it determines how you're going to win the ball game and keep the chains moving. So... Um, Thursdays are definitely uh, very important days when it comes to, to installation. So, um, with Joe not playing on that that you know that day or that participating on, on Thursday is, is definitely a big blow for his team. So, uh, I personally would give the reins to RG three. Um, you know, being the, the veteran and being rejuvenated, 
I'm interested to see how how he can uh, handle a, a prime time situation. Okay, and so with that being said, you know the Bengals, they fired Terrell Austin, their defensive coordinator. Back-to-back seasons, Marvin Lewis makes an in-season coaching change because they fired their offensive coordinator last year after two games. Who are you picking to win this game? Do you think the Bengals can get a big win on the road, or do you like the Baltimore Ravens' chances to win coming out of their bye week? Um, I personally like the Bengals. Um, I think their offense would get, uh, uh, give them a spark. Even though with the the injuries and things like that to AJ Green, um, I think they'll still be able to compete and contend out there on the road. Um, I think their defense will be rejuvenated with the coaching change. I mean, because obviously, uh, when coaches get get let you know get let let go midway through the season, um, most likely it has to kind of deal with the communication between the, him and the players. And if the players don't feel that you know they're 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 working on the same page, and there has to be a change. So. Um, you know, I, I I look for the players to come out and be energized. I look for them to hear a new voice and, and be ready to go. And um, if that defense is playing well, I, I definitely think it's going to be a hard day. Um, because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position in Baltimore, um, I give the edge to, to Cincinnati. Yeah, and I would agree there. However, I'm going to go with the Ravens at home, 20-17. to 17. I know the quarterback situation's in flux. But I still like Baltimore's defense. I think they're finally fully healthy. They got some players back from injury. And I expect them to get a tight victory with John Harbaugh's job on the line. Now the next game here, Carolina at Detroit. We got the Panthers who are coming off a massive beating by the Pittsburgh Steelers. 51-20 to or whatever that case was. And now they'll head to the Motor City to take on a struggling Lions team. Who do you like in this game? Um, I'm definitely taking Carolina. Uh, I look for them to come out and, and, and make a statement game against Detroit, uh, being on the road, uh, not having to respond um, in Carolina. Uh, they get a chance to go out and, and, uh, and redeem themselves, and I think they'll be able to, to right the ship and, and definitely get back on track. Um, you know, Even though Matthew Stafford is very good, uh, the Detroit offense isn't you know the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, and the way that they kind of – uh, manipulate coverages and, and the way they manipulate the fronts to, to open things up for the run game is is way different. So I just I definitely feel that uh, Carolina will be able to go out there and 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 and, uh, and, and pose their wills, uh, if you would say. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Panthers to win as well. I think they bounce back. Matthew Stafford, he has been sacked 16 times the last two weeks alone. I look for Carolina to get after him. I have them winning 31-23. Now this matchup here, Dallas at Atlanta. The Cowboys finally won last weekend against Philadelphia. The Falcons are coming off a loss to Cleveland. Who do you have winning this game? This also was a tough one. Um, uh, both teams, both uh, both in need of a win uh, at four and five. Um, Atlanta always plays great at home, and. Uh, and Julio is, is finally got a couple touchdowns now, so it's kind of a tough decision. Uh, I actually want to. I'm, I'm going to take Atlanta, man. I'm going to take Atlanta with. I'm going to take Atlanta with the win. Uh, way I, the way I kind of see it playing out, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I think I think they're going to win 31-28 though. Oof, tight one, tight one yeah. there. I have Atlanta winning as well, 26 to 17. I think that offense. 
at home, man, they're just difficult to stop. Now you got to account for Calvin Ridley there in Atlanta. So I think they get the job done. Tampa Bay at New York. The Giants got a win on Monday night. Now they host Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Bucks, one of your former teams. Who will come out on top in that game? Man, this is a this is a tough one. Um, just because you know uh, the way the way the Giants have kind of rallied, but I think I personally think Tampa Bay is going to come in and, and 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 beat the Giants. I think. Uh, their defense will be better than, you know, the 49ers defense that they played this past week. Um, I think that uh, Eli will, uh, will see a better uh, defensive line in his face. And um, it'll make it hard for him to to uh, sit back there and make those passes that he made uh, a week ago. Um, but on the other end, if uh, Tampa Bay secondary doesn't, you know, uh, hold up, you know, as far as they're in and allow the defensive line to get there, then it'll be it'll be hard. Um, Odell Beckham and uh, Shepard, they're they're really good players on on the offensive end, and uh, Saquon Barkley is very good in the pass game too. So um, if those guys can can get open and create separation, it'll definitely be tough. But um, the Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay offense, I'll, I I expect them to put up big numbers. They've always been been able to put up big numbers. The question is going to be if they can uh, eliminate turnovers. Uh, if they can do that, then then they'll have a great chance to win the game. And it's also worth noting that Jason Pierre-Paul goes to play his former team, and he's already said it in the in the media this week that he's looking forward to getting back and getting after Eli Manning. So that's going to be a, a fun storyline to follow. But I have the Giants winning a tight one, twenty eight to twenty four over Tampa Bay. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick in this offense, and they're number one in total offense this season for a reason because they are a quick strike offense with Deshaun Jackson and all those guys. So I expect it to be close. I just think the Giants, I'll give them a slight edge because they're at home, and Saquon Barkley and Beckham seem to be turning the corner in that offense. Now a couple more matchups here. Philadelphia at New Orleans. The Eagles are reeling as well at four and five, and they're going to take on arguably the best team in football right now on their home turf. So I have the Saints winning big uh, 37-27 in this one. How about yourself? I would agree personally. Uh, I just think that the Philadelphia offense is struggling some uh, with their RPOs a little bit. I think it's becoming a little bit more predictable as far as how they uh, are scheming uh, defensives now and how they're kind of setting their offensive plays up. So it's becoming a little bit more um, vanilla, if 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 you would, if I would say. But um, going against Drew Brees, man, I mean, these guys are machines. Uh, I mean, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, uh, uh, man, uh, the the one receiver, Michael Thomas. I mean, these I mean, these guys are machines. I mean, it's not even. A question, and I, I mean, I think Philadelphia's defense is going to be very good. I think they're going to make some plays. Um, I think they're very good. At, I think they're actually even good enough to to get a couple turnovers off of Drew Brees. But um, I just think that you know, if, if Drew Brees has, I mean, multiple uh, chances uh, at possessing the football and possessing drives, and I mean, they 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 have a great chance of scoring a lot of points. So it's going to be it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, I just don't think that this Eagles defense has what it takes to go in to New Orleans and stop Drew Brees and that offense. And especially the Eagles are dealing with injuries to that secondary. They lost Ronald Darby, their top corner for the year. So 
I just feel like it's going to be a little bit too much for them to handle. I'll go ahead and segue to the next game here. Denver at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, another hot team in the AFC. 7-2. I like their chances to get the W with Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I like this team. And they may have Joey Bosa back on Sunday. So that should provide another boost to a, a very talented unit. I have them winning 24 to 13. What about you? Man, I was just about to say that same thing. Uh, getting Joey Bosa back is, is definitely huge for them, uh, which is definitely going to be fun to see because he's, he's an explosive player. Him and Melvin are going hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> those, those guys are going out there and, and really uh, doing some damage. Um, it's very, it's very fun. It's very uh, exciting to watch them rush the passer. Phillip uh, Rivers is doing his thing. It's, it's finally great to see them on a positive win streak instead of uh, them kind of trying to play hero ball from you know behind the eight ball like they've been doing in the past. Um, it's, 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 it's definitely great to see them out and, and ahead of schedule, um, and just. Uh, I expect them to go in there and win big too. I mean, Denver Denver plays well uh, and sometimes, and it's a, it's been an up and down season for them. Uh, Case Keenum and trying to find his way throughout the offense and and, and Bond and trying to, to get that uh, defense back together. Um, it's just been too many too many moving parts within the last couple of years in order for them to find some uh, some solidarity. Right. And to close out the episode, the last matchup here, Oakland at Arizona. So not the most exciting matchup here, obviously, for, for reasons being that both of these teams are out of the playoffs, really have been for the most of the season. The Cardinals get to play at home, and uh, the Raiders will take the road on this one. Who do you have coming out on top in this game? This is a very important matchup, man. This is battle for the number one pick. <laughs> yes. And these guys are going at it to see who can fold and secure the number one pick. But no, nah, the um it's uh oh man, this is a tough one. This this is a tough one. I mean, I, I definitely wanna take Derek Carr for the experience and, and the ability to uh to play good football. Um I mean but it's just tough man. I mean I don't I don't I wouldn't know which way to and or different to kind of pick this one? Uh, I would have to do a coin toss. I would. I would. Uh, let's. I'll give it to Oakland. I, I give it to Oakland. Um, I think they're going to go out there. I think John Gruden is not trying to play for the number one pick. I think he has enough picks, and he'll he'll get these guys to to be fired up and go out there and play some good football. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Rosen at home. He's starting to play a little bit better. And then plus, he gets to face an Oakland secondary that has been one of the worst in the league as far as giving up yardage. And David Johnson, I think, is the difference here in this game. I mean, this guy is a bell cow. A lot of people don't really talk much about him this season because he's with the Cardinals and haven't had a lot of success there. But I think they get it done in a low-scoring game, 17-13. So that does it for Sunday's matchups. Now, Jarrell, well, actually one more before we end this, but it's in the college ranks because I want to ask you about your Michigan State Spartans. They're taking on my favorite college team, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, on Saturday. Do you think they're going to be able to beat the Cornhuskers in Lincoln? 
I do. I personally uh, like going out to Lincoln. Uh, very good fan base. Uh, people are very cool. Um, I definitely look to, to to have my Spartans get the W out there. Um, I don't know what the weather's going to be out there. Normally, they get a lot of snow. Normally, it's kind of crazy out there around this time. So, uh, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, but I, I think, you know, the Spartans are going to try to uh, close out the, the season as best as they can. Um, they've been ailing with injuries all season long. Um, playing, playing, you know, kind of up and down roller coaster football. And, and it's and it's been tough for them. So, um, hopefully they go out there and, and secure the win. And man, I definitely look for them to go out there and, and do that. Yeah, well, you know who I'll be going for? Go Big Red. I hope Adrian Martinez can come and shred up that Spartans defense <laughs> um, but we'll see man uh, I'll for sure if uh, the Huskers come out on top I, I may have to send you a little message or something but we'll see uh, the, the Cornhuskers have had a tough season under Scott Frost's first year but we'll see what happens but again Jarrell man I appreciate you taking the time on this Friday to join the podcast talk some more football enjoy your family today and as well as next week with Thanksgiving on the way bro Man, I appreciate it, and uh, it's always a pleasure uh, getting a chance to come on the podcast. Um, always enjoy getting a chance to talk a little football um, with kind of being in transition between teams and stuff. So, gives me the opportunity to express myself and uh, be able to to uh, just kind of stay around the game and, and talk some good football. So, I definitely appreciate the opportunity. All right, man. As usual, uh, keep you in my prayers. Hope the right opportunity services and. We'll be in contact. Hopefully get you on a couple weeks here after Thanksgiving. But uh, until then, take care and God bless. My man, appreciate it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.